Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to a very special and impromptu episode of How to Be Sound. If you are a good fan and a loyal follower, you will have noticed that we did not have a new episode last week, which was basically because I was a bit disorganised and was going through some big life changes. Basically just didn't get around to doing a new episode. So instead of that episode, you're going to get to hear a mini-sode that I recorded after episode one with Kira Norton, where we talk about a whole array of different things. And this is the type of content that you will get if you are a patron at the $6.66 per month level or more. And that, what that basically means is that you get to support me and the work that I do. And you also get extra content such as this mini-sode. When Louise O'Neill was on the podcast, our extra content for patrons was a very special reading from her new book, Almost Love by Louise herself. That recording is going to be worth a lot of money someday, I'm telling you right now. Anyway, without further ado, welcome to Minisode 1. Hello and welcome to the special Patreon-only Minisode of How to Be Sound. By now, I hope you've listened to episode one. Please give me your feedback. Let me know what you think. Give it five stars on iTunes. If you don't want to give it five stars, just give me some feedback and give it five stars after episode two. Like, hold your water. Here I'm joined by Kira Norton, environment enthusiast, soon-to-be tiger mom, and one of the smartest people I know, where we're talking about books, films, TV, and other fun stuff. But I do also want to start each episode with a little walk down memory lane. So Kira, do you remember where and when we first met? What are what are your recollections of that magical time? So we met more than 10 years ago, which oh. might be terrifying because when I figured that out, it was terrifying for me. Um, yeah, we met in college in both of our final years. We were both studying English and Italian in Galway. Do you remember where we were when we first, like, do you remember I the room? Do you remember what I, I was do. wearing? I do, do you remember I think, meeting no, my, I don't eye? remember what you were wearing. <laughs> Um, I was part of a group that was coming into the final year having spent the previous year doing Erasmus you were part of the group of maybe just one I think it might I, had, I was the group yeah you were the I group I was the loner in my own group of me and you'd skipped Erasmus I had and you'd spent the summer in Italy instead I think so you were probably just as qualified in the language as I was having come back from a summer in yeah, Dublin yeah and you know why I had skipped Erasmus so why? at the time I had taken a year out before I went to college because uh, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do and I thought maybe I wanted to work in the civil service which I did for a couple of months and then I decided no I definitely didn't want to do that and I went back to college but I felt like um, well, the reason that I gave my parents for not doing Erasmus was I'm already a year behind and I also did transition year and loads of my friends are graduating and I just don't want to be another year behind. But the real reason I didn't do Erasmus was because I had a boyfriend oh, and I really loved him love. and I did not yet yeah, and I did not want to go to Italy for an entire year because yeah. I thought that either I would be miserable because I'd be missing him so much or we would break up because long distance is hard. Which I think happened to a lot of people on the Erasmus programme. Yeah, so I made up a whole host of different reasons. Yeah. But I didn't do Erasmus. But I, so my recollection of when we first met, and this is probably not true, uh, (laughs) because I'm sure we met in class, right? But my first memory of you is sitting in the cafeteria in NUI Galway, which was 
I mean, I wonder if it's any better now because it was not nice. I'd expect not so. Good. I think there's a Starbucks on campus. Not that that's an indicator of anything positive. <laughs> that is very good. I think it must be better because they have a Starbucks <laughs> now. But I think that campus catering across the board has improved in some way. Well, we'd hope so. Jamie yeah. Oliver. Yeah, it has Although, been 10 years. 10 years. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so I remember you and your friend walking into the into the canteen. I think I was sitting there and I thought... Basically, I thought the two of you were, were really cool, but also kind of bitchy. But I was like, those two are very aloof and they're never going to be my friends because they think they're too cool for Which me. Which is quite funny because the year before I did Erasmus, I didn't feel like I had any close friends within that group of Italian studying students um, because I was friendly more with people who were doing the English course. So it's funny that you should say that. Um, yeah, I seem think, very clicky to yeah, me. Well I remember one of our first interactions being over that song by the Jose Gonzalez cover of the Knife song. Oh, yeah. And I think you were talking about it and you were like, you know, that's not his original song. And I was like, <laughs> I used to love telling people that. So, And I knew that it was the Knife and I think yeah. we may have bonded. So, so for anybody who doesn't know, you know that Jose Gonzalez song where there's all the balls bouncing down the street in the video and it's like mm. one night to be confused, one night to speed of truth. That is, in fact, an original song. I'll tweet a link to it. It's called Heartbeats. It's called Heartbeats and it's by the Knife, this kind of Swedish electro Yeah, pop. which we saw later that year, that the summer after we oh, stayed in no, Galway. we didn't see the Knife. We saw the Leeds of the knife in oh, okay. where was that in the Roisin in the Roisin Dove yeah. in the Roisin Dove there you go that was amazing uh, so that's yeah so, that's, so there are slightly varying are slightly are yes. uh, varying views being conflated I'm not sure that's correct my English degree was mm, obviously 10 years yeah, ago too well, um, then I guess well not then I guess um, my English degree was obviously a very very long time ago Uh <laughs> It's it's January. It's it January is. 2018. It's a new year. New you. Have have you set any any new year's resolutions, any goals for 2018? Um no, I've never been a resolution setting type mainly because I suppose up until a certain point in my life my resolution was always to like live healthier and lose weight and then I just stopped doing that. And um, as in I stopped that being my resolution. You stopped setting that same I stopped resolution, setting that every, same resolution yeah, every same. single year. And this year I don't really, I feel like Christmas was something in, for the first part, the latter part of the last year was something I was looking towards as kind of midway through my pregnancy. Oh yes, because you're pregnant. I'm pregnant. And this is, this is why you're no longer cycling, which we'll also yes. talk about. Um, not that not that you can't cycle while pregnant. No, no, not at Plenty all. Plenty of pregnant not women cycle. And I have been cycling, but I've recently finished um, but yeah, so I feel like this Christmas was like this moment that was kind of very far, far away and New Year's was very far, far away. And then I would begin to start taking this pregnancy seriously. <laughs> and Then you'd finally give up the smoking and the drink and the blue cheese this is and you start thinking about your baby. Uh, but here I am. No. Um, so yeah, I do feel like now all of all signs are pointing towards my due date in April and it's all happening very quickly and I feel like I grew a lot over Christmas and the new year has just brought some... Not, like, not figuratively, but, but literally. Literally, yeah. I have grown a lot. So yeah, that's kind of my New Year's resolution is to have this baby. <laughs> have a baby and be a, be a <laughs> and good mom. <laughs> be a good mother. And I suppose in the, in the interim, look after myself and don't give myself too much of a hard time when I feel like, you know, I can't walk as fast as I used to because, you know, I have, I'm carrying a child. Baby on board. Baby on board. Just get a sticker. Yes. Um, would, like, speaking of stickers, would you get a badge? You know the way, so I've been listening to The Hilo, which is one of my favourite podcasts with uh, Pandora Sykes and Dolly Alderton. Yes. And Pandora Sykes is currently, I think, very pregnant, like in eight and a half months. Yes. And she was talking about that she has a... A badge, is it for the underground in London? Yeah, that basically so that's says, been, give me your seat. Yeah, that's been going on, I think, by the London Underground for years. And 
uh, Irish Rail actually did introduce it this year. They have baby on board uh, badges. Do you but, have one? Well, I, mean, uh, I actually do time. because the Ooh. yoga studio that I go to had a bowl of them in the reception. So I took one, but I'm never on the dart and I'm never using Irish Rail. I like it. And Dublin Bus, I saw somebody I follow on Twitter asking Dublin Bus if they were going to introduce something similar or honour this. I mean, I suppose it's all like up to the people actually seeing the badge and deciding yeah. whether or not they'll give you your seat. But uh, but they said no, that they had no plans to introduce something similar. You know what was interesting as well? When I was listening to the high-low, they were talking, well, actually in a different episode, they were talking about man-spreading. And they were saying that uh, they don't see woman-spreading as being a particularly productive response to man-spreading, but that the that they were saying that they would like if other women would say to men who are manspreading, sorry, would you give her a bit more space? If you see a woman sitting beside a man who's spreading his legs very widely yeah. and taking up a lot of space for himself and his crotch, that you would reach out to him and say, excuse me, would you mind giving a little bit of room to the woman to your right kind of thing? Um, and I think it's probably similar when it comes to the bus or the train and pregnant women or people who need seats. But it can be really, like I was on the Lewis yesterday and I was standing, I always stand because, well, I was going to say, I always stand because I only go three stops. I could walk. Like I'm, I'm, I am lazy, but I'm not that, like I'm not lazy enough to sit down. So I do have some standards. So I stand and there were four men sitting down in the four very front seats next yes. to the driver. And a woman got on who was, I'd say, in her 60s. She was of an age where she, she carried her shopping in a wheelie trolley. I okay. mean, I know some young people who do that too. Yeah, but, you know, one. like there's a, there's a certain, <laughs> there actually is... Um, they're amazing ones for sale on North Earl Street, I think, that are cow print. And I really, really want to get oh, one, even though I would never really use it because I just do my shopping on the way home from work. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be wheeling this thing. Anyway, so she got on, she had a trolley. So you can kind of imagine the scene. She was elderly. And not a single one of them got up. But they all definitely saw her because they kind of, I could see them, their eyes looking at her and then looking away really like, I, I, it's, I'm not doing it, it's not me. I, I, I can't see her. Like, yeah. it was actually... And if none of us do it, none of us have to take it. Neither of us yes. have to take any responsibility. But I also didn't feel, even though I, you know, kind of intellectually would say, we should say, excuse me, would you give this woman your seat? Mm. I was just like, no, I can't. I just felt really intimidated and I didn't do it. Um, it seems really trite to talk about my New Year's goals, seeing as you're having a baby and that kind of trumps <laughs> a lot of things in life. It's like, well done. So, so, so your goal is to like, yeah, bring your baby into the world. That's all. My, my goals are like, I'd like to deadlift a little bit heavier. I'd like to lift a bit heavier in the gym. But I also decided that one of my goals, um, and this is going to lead on to my next question, was to to read a book a week. And so I'm now, what are we? We are uh, kind of two, three weeks in and I've read three books. Oh, so well I'm doing, done. I'm, thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm doing amazingly well. Although some of them were shite. So I read <laughs> Brene Brown's Rising Strong. Oh, I've I've seen a lot of Instagram. About it's that I know it's book. very basic of me. Okay. It's so basic, okay. and actually, the, my my fourth book is very basic as well. So, I read Brene Brown's Rising Strong because I really love her work around empathy. Um, if anybody hasn't seen it, she has a really interesting YouTube video where she talks about empathy and the difference between sympathy and empathy, uh, sympathy driving disconnection and empathy driving connection, and it's really interesting, especially from a mental health point of view. But her book, I just found, was very um, simplistic. Uh, you know, very kind of a beginner's guide to recovering from failure in a way that I didn't feel was hugely practical. And also she kept talking about her church, okay, which I felt yeah. was like church propaganda. And then the second book that I read was Feminist Fight Club by Jessica Bennett. Yes, which has been on my Amazon wish list for a while, actually. Oh, well, I have it downstairs and give it to you. Great. Give it to you before you go home. Uh, and I thought it was really good. That's, that's essentially about how to recognise sexism in the workplace and how to respond to it in a way that people won't then automatically think you're like a feminist killjoy, which isn't that useful for me because I work in a gym with three other women. So when there is sexism, it's usually 
against men and that's not a thing <laughs> um, so I don't have to respond to it at all but yeah it, like it, it just had some really interesting like very useful word for word here's what you can say when this happens yeah. and here's what you can say when this when a man Guidebook. speaks over to you exactly speaks over you exactly um and then the third book I read was Roxanne Gay's Hunger yes which was actually incredible. It is. Um, and I read it more out of a sense of duty that I was like, I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about this and I know I should read it and it's meant to be, you know, one of those. Mm-hmm. So I bought it the other day on Kindle and I devoured, like the first 30% of it was gone in about three hours and then I took the rest of it really because it gets very, not grim, but very moving, very affecting, quite difficult to read, yeah. but also, you know... Re- incredible and arresting and and her writing is amazing and it's essentially Hunger is about Roxanne Gay and her relationship to her body and how she became um, in her own words super super fat Um, I think she was saying she maybe wears a size kind of 30 clothing so she is definitely you know one of the people that we talk about when we talk about body positivity and should fat people be allowed on airplanes like you're talking about Roxanne Gay Um, and it's just yeah it's a really like incredibly moving account of her hunger she had a, a great um, contribution to the This American Life episode. On- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. On fatness and she spoke last, I think, after an interview with Lindy West and she spoke about how... Um, she is not the type of fat that Lindy West is. And so the kind of um, body positivity movement, I think she feels almost excludes people like her because she's mm. not, I think she called herself Lane Bryant fat. Because, or Lindy West is Lane yes. Bryant fat because yeah. she fits into clothing. Yeah. She can still go to a mall in America. I actually remember buy, listening to that. Yes, yeah. um, whereas Roxanne Gay doesn't have that privilege. And I think yeah. that that's kind of where she comes from on her size. And Yeah, and she has some really interesting uh, thoughts around around the body positivity movement, essentially where she's going, yeah, you know, I do think that fat people are entitled to respect, of course, and, you know, are entitled to love and are entitled to feel beautiful. But she's going, I don't feel beautiful and I don't feel good at this size and she was like whether or not that's programmed into me by society I still have to live in this world and I'm not going to overcome that before I die so I would rather try to lose weight and be happy you know so Mm. like she doesn't talk about actively trying to lose weight but it's kind of an undercurrent the whole time is that she doesn't want to be this size yeah 
but then to do with a whole load of different traumas in her life every time she loses weight she then decides to kind of gain it back again in a kind of a self-sabotage so those are my my three books and my fourth book which I'm just about to start is that Sarah Knight book about two years after everyone else the life-giving art of not giving a fuck which is kind of timely because I just threw the life-giving magic or whatever of tidying up into my never want to see you again going to the second-hand shop pile okay I just hate Marie Kondo so much yeah I haven't read the book I think I gave it the Marie Kondo book but I've I know enough. But she ruined all my clothes. You know, she's like, go into your wardrobe and pick up everything and say, does this spark joy? Like, absolutely nothing I own sparks joy. <laughs> Things I own are either comfortable or are kind of cool in a, this this could make me look pregnant, but I don't care because I'm pretending to be Scandinavian for the for the evening. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's the kind of Generally vibe. from Koss, but yeah. Yeah, from Koss, exactly. Koss or occasionally under stories. And when I started picking them up and going, does this spark joy? And I was just left, no, joyless, empty. Uh, so, yeah, The Life-Giving Art of Not Giving a Fuck is next, or The Life-Giving Magic. Um, and I also have been watching The Crown, to which okay, I am now... Yes. I've finished The Crown. Oh, my God. That was Christmas for me. Well, I'm only on season one. Oh, totally boy. fancy Prince Philip. Mm. And also kind of in real life now. He's a bit of a problematic ride. I know. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Problematic rides. There's a mm-hmm. lot of them. Colin Farrell, I'd say, is another <laughs> problematic ride. For anyone who's seen his sex tape, <laughs> definitely know why. Problematic. Uh, but Prince Philip now when I see pictures and he's like what age is he 300 and when I see pictures of him and the queen at things and I'm like oh there's Prince <laughs> Philip he's a bit of a blonde ride but I'm keep- oh god do you mean that you fancy Prince Philip the actual prince well that's what I'm saying <laughs> the crowd talking about no, I am. the actor I, no no I am right so what's his name Matt oh Matt Smith I think it is, some, is Matt, it Matt Smith, Smith? yeah okay. from, from Doctor Who so yes I do fancy Matt Smith in the crown but in his portrayal of Prince Philip, he has also caused me to fancy Prince Philip in real life. Oh, so there are definitely yeah, no, moments definitely now. Problematic. I know, definitely problematic. And where I think about all the really terrible things Prince Philip has said to people in public. And I'm like, oh, he's such a gas right. <laughs> and I just can't. Oh, I can't bro, separate bro. the two now. It's awful. It's terrible. Um, so anyway, I also watched one episode of Black Mirror season four. Well, yeah, I watched my first episode of Black Mirror last night, and, ever. And, and we watched the same episode, Crocodile. Yeah, Crocodile. Which I wasn't... I wonder why we both picked that. It was picked for me by the by the group I was with. But. Oh. Well, I actually picked that one because... No, I wanted to watch Hang the DJ because I'd heard mm. my favourites, Poppy and... Or Dolly and Pandora, talking about it. Uh, but I was shouted over and gone, this is meant to be a good one. And Crocodile... And, and I've seen season one and I thought it was really smart. And then Crocodile, I wasn't that mad about. But I am obviously gonna gonna give it I'm gonna give it the good old college try mm-hmm. and I also movie wise Three Billboards Outside Ebbing Missouri was incredible Hostiles was very good although I suspect it won't be in the cinema for that much longer because there aren't too many screenings every day of it and what else did I see recently of oh, Star Wars obviously twice oh and I saw the most amazing thing so uh, an Irish woman whose name I must discover now in a moment, uh, so I can share with everyone, has been making handmade little felted porgs. I saw that on somebody's... Shauna from Sex, sex Shuppa got I one. saw it on yeah. her Instagram yesterday. So Shauna yes. Scott, who runs sexshuppa.ie, which is a really great sex-positive website where you can buy vibrators and dildos and lube. I've bought some lube from there before. Very nice. Pleased uh, for you. Thanks. She was talking... or She put up a picture of the pork that she bought or was given maybe maybe she's yeah, a friend and yeah. I immediately was like oh my god I need a felted porg who knew I needed that in my life what have you been reading and watching what have I been reading well I I'm in the middle of have you read three books this year 
No, sadly, I haven't. I've probably finished. Well, you're three thinking about months. your baby, so you have an yeah. Excuse. So I'm, I kind of, I'm finding myself reading a lot of pregnancy-related stuff, and I need to give it a break now because I'm in the middle. No, I'm towards the end of the Ina May Guide to Childbirth, which, if anyone's familiar with kind of the natural birth movement, will know who Ina May is. She has this kind of place in Tennessee called the Farm, where they all give birth naturally, and she's very like midwife-led. Um, um, kind of. Oh my god! I would not movement. want to go somewhere called the farm to have my baby. Yeah, it's like the first section of the book is birth stories, and a lot of those kind of contain tips and things that you might want to use yourself. But there's some of it that's very crunchy, very kind of granola. What do you, you like? You know oh. that kind of like, um, yeah. So and okay, it's very, so like very anti, worthy, anti like, kind of, um, what does she call it? The techno-medical. Oh, so you kind of imagine they'd be wearing hemp while like yeah, there's pushing a lot their of, children like, out with like wooden spoons in their mouths kind yes. of thing. Okay. Yeah, you know, a lot of nipple stimulation, a lot of like, and then I started making out with my husband and suddenly my waters broke, which is lovely. <laughs> but good for you. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to have trouble convincing my husband to do similar things to me I think in the labour ward of the rotunda if I was to go oh, down right. that route I was so, just about to say I don't think he's g- gonna have a big problem with making out with you like was there something wrong in yeah. your marriage at the moment but no, okay okay no. I get you in the so, labour ward yeah that's be weird. been beside my bed along with a whole other host of other pregnancy books that I've been given by friends and colleagues and um, I'm flicking through them on and off um, I also started the Booker Prize winning Lincoln in the Bardo and I cannot get into it I'm finding it so difficult I felt like that about The Gathering, Anne Enright. Yeah. I've never read it. I read about two chapters and I just found it very, I couldn't get enthusiastic about it. They started quite well, but now it's all kind of, it's all quotes or historical facts. It's weird. Yeah. So if anyone out there has had success with that book, I'd love to hear about it. Oh, you can. If it's worth persevering with. Um, And I also, one thing that I read a lot of that's not a book. Um, is the Refinery29 Money Diaries. I've spoken to you about this before. You are obsessed with I'm this. I'm obsessed with them. I read them. They come out on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays on the US Refinery29 site. I think the UK site also has them, but I'm not as interested in so how English people spend I, their money. I read one last week uh, by a girl who spent something like, something astronomical, like $850 in the week or something. And she was talking about how she, there was something, it's it's weird when you, when you read into them. So they're essentially diaries of, Day to day and how much money yes. people spend and what they spend it on. And this girl was saying that she spent quite a uh, quite a large amount of money, but she was saying that she spends more than her boyfriend because she earns more than he does. Yes. But there was something about the undertone of this one where I just didn't like her boyfriend. Oh, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of... You can of, read a lot into them, and can't you? I covered this because he covered that yeah, or he's yeah. currently paying off a loan. Yeah. I think the American one's really interesting because a lot of them are lumbered with huge student huge debt. debt. yeah. Like, I have 75 grand in student debt and I still haven't finished my education. Like, I feel a desperate sometimes when I'm like, I'm going to have to pay two and a half grand for my tax last year that I haven't put aside because I'm an mm. idiot. But how, if you're American, do you wake up every morning knowing that you have 75 grand to pay back to college? Yeah. It just is so grim. And then you see like people who have essentially been gifted their education by their parents or that they've worked really hard and gotten scholarships or they've gone to state colleges and they've just they haven't studied out of state so they don't have the same level of loans. And there's a lot of like kind of anger in the comments. I I don't usually read the comments on anything, but the comments on these articles can be like, oh, well, you know, your parents paid for college. Oh, and your parents being are paying at their privilege. Yeah. And, you know, why aren't you contributing more to this, that and the other when you've been gifted this education and they're absolutely 
like I think they're compelling and some of them are so boring some of them are people who just like don't do anything with their week some of them are people that sounds like (laughs) yeah like it's they are a great lunchtime read if you sit in front of your computer at lunchtime like I sometimes do and, and, and what about, so you finished The Crown. I finished The Crown. I started watching this um, series on Netflix called Love. It's kind of like two kind of hipstery LA people meeting and their relationship. And they're short episodes and they're not great. And they're all a bit horror. Like you don't, I don't like any of the characters, but I'm oddly compelled and I'm deep into the second season now. And they're all making poor decisions and it's very upsetting. <gasps> you know what though? That's how I felt about that Black Mirror episode, Crocodile. Yes. I didn't care about anyone in that episode. No, Except no. for maybe the insurance woman. Yeah. There was one character who you might be like, yeah, you're, you know, you're, 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 I hope you come out of this all right. But the rest of them, I just did not care. Yeah. Um, but I still, it's, it was still compelling. So I suppose that makes, that means it's really good writing because it's easy, I guess, to get people to watch TV if they love the character. Yes. But it's like season six of, of, of Sex and the City. If that had been season one, nobody would ever have watched that show because Carrie was such a heinous bitch. Yeah, exactly. This is it. You have to either hook them in with great characters or great story. Or for some reason, this show may have neither really, or if rides. I think about it. Yeah, no, none of them either. It's a strange oh. one. I'll like watch it. Watch an episode and see what you think. Oh, have you watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? That's um, the other thing no, that I've got quite into lately. I, I think I watched one and... Oh, yeah, I'm off. actually not sure if you'd like it because it's a, kind of a musical. Oh, yes. No, I, I think, think that's, that's probably maybe what, the reason. Yeah. <laughs> but when you get into it, it's actually hilarious and it's really weird. And the main character, so is this crazy ex-girlfriend who moves to a different city to be with her ex-boyfriend who she hasn't seen in years. And it is really bonkers. She's totally nuts, but in a way that like scarily I can identify with in a lot of ways. Like some of her insane behaviours, I'm like, oh, definitely, definitely did that. And it's been quite critically well received, I think, in yeah. general. I think a lot of yeah. people really like it, that it's smart. Um, that it's, yeah, yeah, it's she's really a great smart. Character. And it's also, I think she's a great character because she's a woman. I, I love them. And also, no, but also she's not like a total ride. She's not totally skinny. She's not your typical heroine. She's yeah. totally nuts. And like loads of the stuff I was thinking about. So I was dating this guy for a while. I think you remember, let's just call him Brad. And um, I was dating him for a while around the time of Foursquare. Do you remember when Foursquare oh, square was popular? Okay. Yes, yes. And people would check in where they were. I think I know who you're mayor. talking about also. Yeah, and they would become mm-hmm. the mayor of certain places. <laughs> and I used to compulsively check his Foursquare. And it wasn't like, I never turned up anywhere he was. Although there was one time I was going to a gig and I checked into Foursquare and realised that he was there already and literally like began to sweat profusely from my eyeballs. I was so excited. Um, but I literally used to stalk him. And like in a way that if this was in a TV show, I think people would be watching it going, that girl is insane. But I felt perfectly sane when I was doing this. When I was like checking in to see exactly where he was. Thank you so much for listening to the first mini-sode of How To Be Sound and of course for supporting me on Patreon. If you feel like there's more you could give, please go to iTunes, give me five stars, send me an email, let me know what you think, info at rosemarymccabe.com or tweet me, insta me, DM me, get all up in my DMs. There will be a brand new episode of How To Be Sound out next Thursday, that is the 12th and every second Thursday thereafter unless I have a really, really, really good excuse. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.